0: Hello, friend. We are always in motion, constant motion. But is it conscious? Welcome to Inconscious Motion, a podcast created to help us grow in awareness so we can stay in motion, even when it feels like we're standing still. This is my inaugural episode since changing the name of this podcast. For six or so months, It was called Princess and the Pea Survivor Edition. It's been about a month since I dropped my last podcast. I've been pondering this change for a while, feeling nervous and also a little embarrassed about not getting it right the first time when I named this podcast and the publication six months ago. Oh well, such is change. Awkward, uncomfortable, and necessary. My name is Faith Christine Bergevin. You can call me Faith. Listen here to learn what it took for me to make this rather public change and how I got back into motion after some time, it seemed, of standing still. Healing is change. It's awkward, authentic, and necessary. Part of healing from trauma is change. I'd argue that life is about change. Living a conscious life means knowing when it's time for a change. Sometimes change is minor and sometimes it's major. In terms of my publication here, it is major. I'm changing the name. I know. Try to resist clutching your pearls. Perhaps some of my perceptive subscribers noticed the new banner. Princess in the Peace Survivor Edition brought me here. For those of you here from the beginning, you subscribed perhaps because what I wrote resonated and the metaphor landed. Now I am changing six months in. Maybe this is a little awkward and I hope it's not too much of a shock, but hear me out. Those of you who are new, welcome. Let's talk about healing. Let's talk about change, what it means, and let's talk about the discomfort that comes with all of this. In the six months or so I've been on Substack, up until recently, I have published a research-supported personal essay weekly, as well as a podcast, the audio version that includes additional commentary. That's 27 essays and 23 podcasts in 27 weeks for a total of 50 posts altogether. A few weeks ago, I found this rapid pace, challenging to maintain, and the self-imposed expectations no longer fitting what I'm trying to achieve in my work. And by work, I mean my work, my greater purpose, this purpose to unite my worlds. Part of my work in the world is being a therapist. This is my job, if you will. Back in October, It felt risky to reveal I'm also a survivor of rape because of the image I feel is required of people such as myself in this profession. It can feel like I'm not allowed to be human and have experienced such a trauma, which some might consider a flaw or perhaps too personal to share. I would argue, however, it is because of sharing my personal lived experience, my flaws, if you will, as well as my ability to explain the psychological literature that makes my, this is what makes my writing differently, informed. Hopefully, this has helped you make sense of some complicated concepts and issues impacting your life. For me, writing here has provided a medium for expressing where I am in my healing. Speaking about it in these podcasts has given me the opportunity to vocalize what has been inside of me and and just been on the page. They're both very different mediums, even if I may be saying and writing the same words. So I have walked a path and I've studied my path. And it has been sharing here in my written work, as well as in my verbal work here in the podcast, that I've begun to make peace with my path. This publication is not changing in terms of content per se, but there will be a shift. Same with the podcast. I will still be writing and speaking about trauma healing and recovery, but from a slightly different lens and not as regimented. Whereas up till now, the writing has dealt with triggers and the trauma aftermath. Now the view, a prism, if you will, shifts. Triggers and my metaphorical peas might be explored the crown of survivor as princess acknowledged but I, I no longer wish to be held to that narrative to that metaphor i want to expand beyond i want to explore what living a conscious life after trauma might look like i believe this applies whether there are is unresolved trauma or not Living a conscious life is a way of being present with what is happening in the here and now. It is a daily practice that we strive for among all the distractions and difficulties and challenges and requirements of life. The Diabolic versus the Symbolic. I'm quoting here from Rollo May from his 1969 textbook, Love and Will. I quote, The devil comes from the Greek word diabolos. Diabolic is the term in contemporary English. Diabolos literally means to tear apart. This diabolic is the antonym to symbolic, meaning to throw together, to unite. There lie in these words tremendous implications with respect to the ontology of good and evil. The symbolic is that which draws together Ties integrates the individual in himself and with his group, the diabolic in contrast is that which disintegrates and tears apart End quote. While Rollo May didn't use the word trauma in his description above, he provides an apt analogy for it. The diabolic is the traumatic event as it shatters a person's sense of self, a sense of identity. Diabolus breaks apart. It destroys feelings of wholeness, of unity, and the sense of being a part of something. It is the symbolic which brings together. It is the healing force, the coming together of what had once been broken. The metaphor grounding Princess in the Peace Survivor Edition was useful in helping bring the pieces together so that I could integrate them. It helped me feel more at peace with my stories and where the events of my life have brought me. It helped me break my silence. Writing has been personally transformative because I no longer feel boxed in by stories that others may seem as shameful. I do not accept the shame anymore. I learned in sharing these stories I am not alone. I have heard from some of you in private messages about your own experiences. There are many of us living life trying to cope with our own dark days in a world that doesn't understand the grief that comes after having suffered from the unspeakable. So having the metaphor, the princess and the pea metaphor helped provide a symbolic framework for working through trauma, but it is just the start. The breaking apart that is trauma shattered many elements of my life relationships career opportunities the ability to trust myself and other people being able to write about it and speak about it in this forum was one of the healing activities i did that helped me organize myself and bring my life back on track researching and writing and then speaking it here in this medium in this podcast was crucial in helping me feel more whole. I was able to draw together and integrate myself through my writing, through my speaking, and through sharing with my group community here with you. And this has brought a certain freedom in my life. It has released some restrictions that had been holding me back. But while the princess will remain the supportive presence who helped launch this publication. She will now accept her place as the lovely inspiration for this publication and as part of my healing, and she will transform into another energy, an energy that more befits where we are going. So where are we going? In trauma therapy, there are three phases, safety and stabilization, working through trauma, also called trauma processing, and reconnection. And that's thanks to you, Judith Herman, uh, who named those three. Through multiple avenues, I have worked to provide the first two phases for myself. I feel that I, more and more, am entering the reconnection phase. That's not to say people in trauma recovery don't cycle through the phases again. Trauma recovery, it, it is not linear. It is highly complex and depends on many factors that are honestly outside the scope of speaking here today. But suffice to say, it is normal to cycle through these phases, safety, processing and reconnection. But being in reconnection means I have a new focus in my life and it's not about working through or processing. It's about connection. The new name. In my opinion, the new name better reflects my connection to my work and the meaning behind it. I hope you agree. Part of my pause from writing and speaking in the past weeks or or month now, I guess, was because I was honestly burned out from reaching into my traumatic stories every week. Even though they were in service of educating and sharing, they were still emotionally taxing. At some point, writing no longer helped me move forward, but helped me but held me back. It became almost a compulsion, taking me away from what I'm doing now, integrating my work, and work with a capital W, uniting my worlds, bringing them together, as opposed to them being pulled apart. And this, dear friends, is what brings me back to the whole, the integration of myself, the reconnection. I have spent the past few months resurrecting a dance movement therapy program I created years ago. Dance and movement, as many, as may not be a surprise to those of you who have read my work, has been key to my healing and recovery from trauma. I can't even begin to tell you what dance and movement and yoga have done for me in healing from the physical trauma that is rape and sexual assault. It has been my essential medicine. And so, in developing my program, I'm integrating the different parts of me, the therapist, the writer, the dancer, and the survivor, reconnecting to what I want for my life. Staying with the traumatic stories week after week began to feel like a burden, no longer a passion project fueling me. They became a must do, must excavate because I promised, I promised. Yes, I built this podcast. I built this to educate and express, but things change. I changed. And this brings me to the christening of my new name. Drumroll, please. Okay, <laughs> That's all I could do. Um, new name, in conscious motion. What I love, love about the image for this publication, that I chose months and months and months ago, almost a year ago, probably August of 2022, is that the princess or queen is on a quest, a quest for knowledge, a quest for truth. And the fact is she is moving. She is going somewhere. I love this about her. It's why I chose this image so many months ago. And what is uniquely interesting is she is going in an unexpected direction. Now, I suppose I could have flipped the image, made her go towards the right as opposed to towards the left. It might even feel like she's going the wrong way. I mean, here in the West, we are programmed to read from left to right. And it can feel awkward when an image or writing forces us to go or, or move or look in an opposite way. But maybe there's a reason for this. Maybe she's going against the grain against what's expected of her in society. She is forging a path that is true for her, even if it's a little awkward. Wherever she's going, she is the essence of consciousness in motion. She is in conscious motion. So, in conscious motion is about our personal striving to live consciously as we moved through life, while integrating the pieces that remain to be reconnected. Because this is all we got. We are always in motion. From one moment to the next, we are moving. We cannot go back to a life from five minutes ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago, five decades ago. We are in constant motion, hurtling through space on a big rock. We are never in the same place twice. Since we are in constant motion anyways, does it not make sense that if we want to effect change on our lives, we must attend to the places that keep us stuck, the compulsions that make us feel safe and secure, but are perhaps hindering the change and progress we seek to make. What compulsions do you have that keep you safe and secure and stuck? The way forward is to be aware To be conscious as we travel along in our own worlds in conscious motion with this new name i intend my writing to reflect this idea we are striving to live a conscious life not perfect not always getting it right but with intention coming from personal authenticity whether we are in recovery from trauma or not The words on the logo may not look right for a while, as I myself find them strange. I will likely miss the Princess and the Peace Survivor Edition name from time to time. And yet, that discomfort in the change is part of the essence of change. We must learn to live through the discomfort as we forge on with something new. In this way, perhaps we can say that I am consciously awkward as I move through this change. It may be uncomfortable. It may feel risky. But making no change and staying with something that no longer feels authentic is risky too. So glad you're here on this journey with me. Did this podcast make you consider what you want to change that may right now feel unchangeable? I hope you enjoyed this audio reading of my essay. If you would like to learn more about my work, please visit my Substack publication, In Conscious Motion. I would love to find you there. Thank you for listening. Be well.